everyone, and welcome to the Marketing is Bullshit podcast, your go-to podcast for cutting through all the noise out there about what you should be doing to market your business. I'm your host, Melissa Fisk, owner of Local 44 North, a HubSpot certified marketing group dedicated to helping businesses strategize, streamline, and scale. As always, today I am joined by the lovely Mary Ruth, who not only co-stars in this podcast with me, she also produces it for us. Hi, everybody. Hope everybody is having a great week. We're excited to be back at it. Um, I personally think today's episode is going to be a little bit different than some of our other episodes, but it does explore a really great topic that I know a lot of people do and do so well. Um, It's definitely going to be a fun one, I think. Um, So I guess why don't we start by you kicking us off by defining lifestyle marketing? Absolutely. So lifestyle marketing is something we've all seen. We kind of all know what it is. Like we definitely know when a brand is doing it and we know when a brand is doing it well. Um, And usually if we're not like thinking about the real world and what we're consuming with our marketing brains, we still know it's doing well because we feel a deeper connection with that brand for some reason. Um, But it's pretty self-explanatory. Again, what it really comes down to is like marketing your products or services as a type of lifestyle where it's not just, you know, blatantly pushing products, services, it's, it's creating kind of like this, this quote unquote vibe, if you will, um, around Mm -hmm. what it is that you're selling, um, and having like the product or service just kind of contributes to this lifestyle. Right. So it's just the product or service that a brand is selling is really just like part of this, you know, they're, they're embodying this kind of lifestyle or that this way that you want to be, you know, when you see it and you're like, Oh, I want to be that. Um, there's a bunch of brands personally, I think that do it really well, but some bigger brands that I'm sure everyone has heard of, um, that do it really well. And you guys all know, um, Nike, you know, just do it like everything they embody the athlete, um, you know, the individual, even beyond that, you know, uh, just working hard, being athletic, like putting your all into it, like everyone knows, you know, you see Nike and it's like, it's about more than just the sneaker or the clothing. Um, and they've, what's really fascinating about Nike in my mind is there's so many like facets to it, right? Like they, you know, like there's a stylish sneaker, you know what I'm saying? Like they they have yeah. like, like owning certain types of Nike sneakers are like your, it's a style kind of thing. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with athleticism in that aspect but then of course you know there's you know and as it started out there's like the athlete lifestyle that Nike also invites so they're pretty fascinating and that they've managed to kind of capture a lifestyle in multiple different multiple different lifestyles really um Red Bull is another big one like when they when Red Bull first came on the scene you know they were you know the whole Red Bull gives you wings thing but they would do all of like these crazy stunts right I don't know if you remember way back when they sponsored like the guy who did the lo- uh, highest free fall from like, Oh my gosh. I don't know. This was like something I remember. I just moved to San Francisco. So it must've been like 2012, 2013 when this happened, but that was like a whole big thing. They sponsored it. So they created this like very intense, you know, kind of lifestyle brand. Um, another good one is Jeep. Um, not one that I'm necessarily like, yeah, awesome Jeep, but people who <laughs> drive Jeeps, I feel like there's like a culture around it. Like, 
you know, people have those like little wheel covers that they, that they have. Um, I don't yes. know. I think there's even like a little handshake thing that other Jeep owners, you know, do. I don't know. But that's like a very, like, you know, if you drive a Jeep, it's like a lifestyle around that. Not yes. like one that drives it, but it, that it's definitely created there, you know? Um, another one is bands, right? Like the, I'm trying to, I tried to pick some that kind of cover all kinds of different, like various <laughs> lifestyles, but bands is a, is a popular one. You know, like, I feel like it grew so much with like this, the skater crowd, you know, um, punk rock, um, back in the day, but now it's like, it's just, you know, and there's certain people who like wear bands and that's it. That's all they wear. You know, that's all they'll ever wear is band sneakers. Yep. Um, and there's just like a kind of like cool mystique to wearing bands. Um, so I think like with that context, our listeners right now probably understand a little bit better. Like, okay, I know what you're saying when you say like lifestyle marketing. It's not, it's not just like marketing the product or service. It's like really what you're, you're creating like a vibe or this thing that you want, that people want to like attain. Yeah, and while you were naming some of those, one that popped into my head, and maybe some people will not agree, I used to not love this brand for forever because I could not get behind spending money on this. But Lululemon um, oh, is right. something that, like, pops in my head. <laughs> and now I, like, totally get it. I'm, like, totally bought into it, unfortunately. And, like, it, it's, it is, like, that feeling when you, like, purchase, like, a product that you are trying to reach, you know, a form about a better healthier lifestyle I guess is like my thought process behind that 100%. so that's like a personal yeah. one for me yeah, yeah. No, 100% like as you're saying that I was just thinking like yeah when I for some reason like when I buy things at Lula like when I, I ran the San Francisco marathon a few years ago and like I wear like just whatever you know athletic wear from like the clearance rack at TJ Maxx you know but I was like oh I'm gonna run this marathon I need some like athletes like higher yep. like I'm gonna go yeah. buy like really nice Lululemon like pants and sports bra and yep. socks and all that stuff <laughs> yep same type of deal so yeah, yeah. Totally. I that yeah that was good. one that just popped yeah. in my head 100 I feel like even if you're just like lounging around in Lululemon leggings you act, you feel better about yourself you're, you're like quote more productive yeah it's like crazy but it makes sense in my head now unfortunately so I guess my next question after we've kind of chatted about that is how do brands do that well? Sure. Yeah. There's like a lot of things that go into that, right? It's like, you know, it's very easy to be like, oh, that brand does it well, but what, what are, what, why is that? You know? And if we like break it down, there's really a couple of different things. So we're going to, we'll go through these kind of like big major things that, you know, if you really want to embody lifestyle marketing, you really need to make sure you start with dialing in these things. Um, the first one is going to be buyer personas. I'm pretty sure we did an episode on buyer personas way back when it's a tool um, it's, a, you can like, you know, use these templates that we have created to like make these like fictionalized kind of stories about who your ideal buyer is. Um, a lot of businesses think that that's kind of like a silly thing, but it's actually something I make all my clients do like at the very beginning of working with them. Like you really have to know who your audience is. Right. Um, and especially if you're going to capitalize on like lifestyle marketing, you can't be trying to reach like everyone. Um, you know, you really got to hone in on like, who is it exactly that I'm selling to? Like, what's, you know, what do they like? What do they care about? Like, you need to really, really, really understand those. Um, and that's definitely where you would want to start. 
yeah, if you try to like market to everybody, it just gets way too broad. And then it's like, you're really marketing to basically no one, I feel like. So um, I think that is a really great um, first tip. Um, What else? So the next thing I have down on here kind of like goes off of that, but you know, and like, maybe you should do this first almost is like, you really need to have your brand values, your brand mission, like very, very clear, very dialed in, you know what those are, um, as well as your brand guidelines. But like, if you're going to have like, like I have a client who I've worked with for years and they have like four core brand values, right? They have them up on their wall. Um, and they just stick true to those in like everything that they do, you know, when it's like when they're, when they're meeting, um, Rachel, who owns Great and Grace, has a, a great thing that she uses, um, the four agreements, which I can't remember who that book is by, but those are really great. It's a great kind of like philosophical older book. Um, and there's these four agreements, ones like don't take it, don't take things personally. Um, there's a couple other ones, but those are kind of like the cornerstone for her business and like all of her employees and like, you know, every, I think it's like, don't take things personally. Always do your best. Be impeccable with your word. There's all, there's a couple of other ones. Um, well, there's four, um, but, but all of those, you know, she uses as those are kind of like what she uses for like their, their like, um, cornerstones for like how they operate their business. Um, and so like I've seen, I've seen clients, um, really, really do that well. Um, so you got to kind of do that first, I think, and maybe then go back to your buyer personas. It's like, okay, if these are our core values, this is like our brand mission and it's going to be super true, right? It's going to be genuine. You can't force that. So it's like, if this is really like who we're going to be, we're going to embody it. We're going to live it. We're going to breathe it. Like who is going to, who is that going to resonate the most with? Right. So you've got to like kind of do those things at the same time. Um, but those brand values, that brand mission, your brand guidelines that needs to be weaved into literally everything you do, the way you run, the way you carry yourself when you're operating your business outside of your business, you know, like every, just where you go <laughs> as, cause you're going to be representing your business, your um, products or services, you know, you really need to embody that and your team needs to as well. Yeah. I've always loved how um, they have read that book at great and grace, like all the new hires. Like, I think that's so cool that Rachel has implemented that. And it really does like shine through, you know, when you interact with every single employee there, like they just all seem to be so in sync and like, so on the same page. Um, So I think that's a great example. Um, We could go on and on about our our friends at great and grace, but um, what is uh, next? The next thing that you really want to do is, um, you know, be personal and be social again, like those, you know, we've got, you know, this is who we are. This is what we're all about. We know that these types of people are really going to vibe with this, really going to connect this. And then it's like, okay, well, they're not just going to come to you, right? (laughs) You're going to go to them. So you gotta, you gotta be personal. You gotta be social with those buyer personas, like find them, get close, get connected. Um, social media is a great tool for that. Again, don't just like, be spewing stuff on social media for the sake of being like spewing things, like try and find people, connect with them, have conversations with them, you know, be real, like in your language, be personable, Mm -hmm. like don't be corporate-y, you know, just be like honest and authentic with the way you talk. That's something like I can't help but do, like you've probably noticed it if you've listened to this podcast a couple of times, like I can't help but swear it's just like how <laughs> I communicate, but like, I'm not trying to like shield that, right? Like that's who I am. And I think people, a lot of the people I do end up working with are like, oh, I liked that about you, you know, because you're very real, like 
I, I trust you because I, I feel like you're being honest to me because of the way you carry yourself, you know? Um, so obviously, you know, like that, that, that all falls under like being personable, being social, being conversational, um, you know, and, and doing so again with those, those people that are your buyer personas. Yeah, I really, I'm thinking of like on social media, um, for example, specifically, like when I see brands um, communicate and, you know, kind of get to know um, their audience, like whether that's, you know, kind of commenting back to people on their, um, in their comment section on their posts. Like, I think that's really cool. And more people are more inclined to comment or like chime in and it just like builds kind of like that community. So, um, I always love to see that. Um, and I think that's super, super cool. Um, and yeah, definitely a great way to get to know that audience. Um, what is next? And the next thing is going to, is going to be, this is where, you know, I think it's, it's, those, those two, the first thing, two things we talked about are really like kind of, uh, you know, theoretical, like strategic things that you can do. You know, what we just talked about, be personal, be on social media, things like that. Um, that, and then the second point is where, where you like create experiences. These are tactical things, right? This is how you kind of like take that vibe and find the people and make the, make the atmosphere, you know, and this, this last one is creating experiences and really creating like multi-touch point experiences as in like across all of your different marketing tactics. Um, And if you have like brick and mortar stores, like obviously very important to have that be in your brick and mortar store. One example I love is Benefit Cosmetics. I think I've talked about them before. Um, They have, you know, brick and mortar stores. I used to live in San Francisco and they had a store there and they used to do like every quarter they do these like you could buy tickets, get your, it was like $40, $50 tickets, but they do your makeup for you with their products. Of course, you get free champagne and like little cupcakes they would do. It's so fun. And then they'd have like a big giveaway for whoever like shared their stuff on, um, social media. Like someone from that night would like win something. Um, and actually I won one time, which I thought was like so cool. Cause I never win anything. Um, <laughs> they had to, like, this little package of makeup with like a handwritten note, like thanks for attending the event. Like it was from the San Francisco store, you know, but it was just like, that was so awesome. That was like, you know, in-person event on social media through like a direct mail thing. Um, it was just like all these like multiple touch points across like different tactics where it was like very on brand, very, like very about who they are, very friendly, very bubbly, just like what you kind of expect their brand to be if you know benefit cosmetics. So that was like a great like experience, you know, like for that brand. And it's left such a lasting impression. Like it's still like, but I don't wear a lot of makeup, but it's still the predominant makeup product I use because of that, you know? So I think, you know, creating like, again, just experiences. Don't think of things in like a silo, like, oh, I have to do this email. I have to do this social media message. It's like, how can you tie all this stuff together to like really create this vibe and atmosphere? That's so cool. And, you know, when you were talking about that, I was thinking um, of kind of example of that that I recently went to. It's not specifically with a brand, but it's with kind of a micro influencer in the Charleston community that's trying to grow, I guess, girls closer together that are post-grad in Charleston and basically have a place where people feel comfortable 
comfortable to make friends. And I recently went to an event a, co- a couple weeks ago um, at a local um, bar here in Charleston. It was like a happy hour, but she had a bunch of Charleston, you know, um, small business vendors. It was just like a really fun event, like DJ, like the whole thing was like Charleston themed. It was very, very cute. Lots of, you know, little beach touches. And I was like, that is the perfect way, you know, people can get, or brands can get on social media all day long and, you know, do those try and do those things of, you know, building that community on there. But it really is cool to like go to one of those experiences like that, like you were there with the benefit, like I went to the the Charleston, like happy hour. Um, and just like, it's very, very fun. And I think it's super effective. And I'm like ready to, to go to the next one, um, just to, you know, meet other people. And it's just a fun experience to have. So I love that one of creating experiences because it's something that people will always remember and hopefully want to continue to attend. Um, So um, really love that one. Do you have anything else? So those are kind of like the four core things. And before we do kind of like a little recap, I did the whole reason I wanted to do today's episode is I've recently, like I've always loved this brand, but I recently started like paying more closer attention to their marketing and it's just made me like fall in love with them even more. I think they're absolutely crushing it. Um, they speak to me, they speak, they're marketing like to me, like I am their buyer persona <laughs> <laughs> like, to the point where I'm like, I think I only ever want to buy their clothes from now on because it's like, I don't know. Okay. So it's Marine layer. I don't know if everyone knows a marine lair or not, but they actually started out in San Francisco. So I used to go into their, one of their original stores out in San Francisco all the time um, and started buying their t-shirts, which are incredibly soft. They like respin, they like recycle um, fabric clothing and respin that into these incredibly soft t-shirts, which is kind of how they started. But obviously they make more clothes now and have expanded. They're in stores all over the country. There's one here in Charleston um but they've got like obviously they started on this very like green mission right so they've got this very like green but not like in your face about it like it's a very like San Francisco like hippie but like modern hippie I don't know how you like vibe. like chill yeah yeah and it's just but I love their things and like their their clothing is simple right like I'm 35 like I don't need to be wearing as much as like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I can wear this crop top. Like, no, I can't. I don't need to be wearing a crop top. I'm 35. I have two kids, you know. Uh, <laughs> but they actually make marine layer. I actually have a cute little like. I feel like it's a transitional crop top. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no shame against crop tops. I'm just like not as fit as I once used to be. But anyway, like their clothing, I feel like is very like. Um, I don't want to like say simple or dull. Like it's very. They have like really cool patterns for stuff. It's like super comfortable. It's just like really versatile. Like I have this really mm-hmm. great dress that I can like dress up or down from there. Um, I can wear it like date night to a client meeting or like I could even wear it like probably to like a wedding reception, you know? Um, it's just like a very, very great versatile dress, super comfortable. Um, so like their clothing in general, like they have a good product, right? And so their product is you know, speaking for themselves. But they honestly sent out an email that was the best marketing email I've ever gotten. Um, it says, 
you know, the subject line, and obviously we can't like visualize it here. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of explain it to you, but it, the subject line is it's always fall in San Francisco, let the fog roll in. So obviously relevant, it's fall time. Um, and San Francisco, like if you've ever been there, it is kind of always feels like fall. Um, but they just have like this great email. It opens with, it's always fall in San Francisco. It's a picture of a couple in a dive bar, which you ever drank around San Francisco, you know, there's no shortage of, um, <laughs> and then like underneath that, like she's wearing a dress, like they're, you know, a couple in their like mid thirties, like super relaxed, having fun, like just like in a, in a booth, in a bar, you know? Um, and then underneath that, it has all these like classic, like almost like, you know, the old school, bad Instagram filters that we all use, like these yep. five quick, quick, quick little snippets of pictures of like, you know, famous little shots from around San Francisco, from Chinatown, from the um, Transamerica building, like these really, and then like two cocktails on the bar. Um, so it's like all these cute little pictures that is like a banner across. Um, and then there's another call to action underneath that to the left of a picture of a gentleman, like I think he's bending over on a pool table or something, wearing like one of their jackets, um, you know, again, like very like San Francisco dive bar vibe in the photo. But it says some call it SF, comma, the Golden City, comma, or the city by the bay, but we but we call it home. And then the call to action below that is never Frisco, which I love because that's like a total like people from San Francisco never say Frisco. Like no one's no one's called it Frisco, right? And so it's a very <laughs> like just that it was like that's such quick, like punchy copy, but it's like that's so true. Like and I feel like we always kind of want to belong, even if you're not from San Francisco, but like you've been to San Francisco, you like want to be like, you know, talk like the locals. You don't want to be like that obnoxious tourist. So like that kind of hits on that. And I think people vibe with that and are just like, oh yeah, like I love that, you know? And this is so who they are, right? They started in this company started in San Francisco. So it's like very California. It's very spot on for them. Um, underneath that, they have two black and white photos of, like again in a bar and they have, but they're, she's wearing like um, one of their products. He's wearing, I think one of their sweaters, but it's again, like you can't, it's not like showcasing the product like super well. Mary Ruth, I think you have this email in front of you. Like, it's not like it's in black and white. It's not even like, it's like almost like candids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and so it's just, again, like that's just like really emulating a vibe. And underneath that, it says, if you know anything about SF, you know, it feels like fall year round. Um, and then it has like a picture, it has again, a picture of a couple in a bar, but it's like very candid, like with a filter over it. It's a lifestyle shot. Like it's from far away. You can see their products, but not really. And that picture is like imposed over another like picture of Tosca, which is like a famous spot in San Francisco. So, and then it, and it, underneath that is like, so, you know, it's talking about how, um, it's talking about how, you know, it's always fall in San Francisco, blah, 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 blah. Here's some things. Here's the vibe of San Francisco. Also their fall vibe. And then it, it, you know, the next line of copy is, so we created a line dedicated to bundling up and getting out and about new gals, new guys. Um, and then the, it ends with, oh yeah. And don't call it San Fran either. <laughs> under, under a photo, another like product photo, but definitely um, lifestyle shot. So yeah. Um, I just love this email. Like it's brilliant marketing. It's a thousand percent just like embodying lifestyle, this like San Francisco vibe, but also like promoting their fall line. 
but it does it so well and in like such a cool way I'm like ah yes I need that you know I I need to go and trap all of their things it just hit like it speaks to me so well I, I think too obviously probably because like I lived in San Francisco for so long that it's just like you know a little bit of nostalgia of like from my time there and I was like oh this is great but just like everything I love about it is just like cool you know it's not trying too hard there's barely any copy in that whole email it's lots of cool photos but it's like equal product photos as it is like shots of San Francisco you know so it's just like it's an amazing email all around. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. It really is. I'm sitting here and it's almost kind of like I've never been. Well, that is not true. I have been to San Francisco. Um, I don't know why I thought I, I had. And I guess it was it was a quick short trip. But anyway, um, very cool city. But I will say it almost is like a little short story. Like. I don't know, just with, like, the text that they say, like, some call it SF, you know, like, the the nicknames, and then it's, like, if you know anything about it, it feels like fall, and then it's, like, then it's the part where it's, like, so we created the line, and here's the link for new guys and new gals, um, you know, clickable links, and then at the very end, it's just funny, it's, like, oh, yeah, and don't call it San Fran either, like, I don't know, I just think it's very, very effective, and, like, yeah, we have our new lines, but also, like, here's a little bit about, you know, San Francisco, like the obvious fact that it always yeah. feels like fall, you know, I don't know. It's, I also think it's bril- brilliantly done. Yeah. Cause it's, that's the thing. It's like, yes, I live in San Francisco, but it's like, even like, these are things people know about San Francisco. You know what I mean? Right. Like whether they've been there or not, like they've heard, they've had a friend, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I just really love it. The other thing that they just did that just like really crushed it with lifestyle marketing and also that other thing I mentioned, nostalgia, which is freaking huge, like in marketing, um, especially for like us, like, you know, nineties kids. I feel like we're, obs- I, I don't know. I'm freaking obsessed with the nineties. I've talked about the nineties all day long. Um, but anyway, they did, they had this really cool. And I actually think I first saw this spread in a magazine first. Um, but they had this page that they dedicated to, um, it's their like fall archive. Um, and it says like Marin County, 1967. And so it's like the opening of, you can go to their website and see it right now, but it's like, I'm obsessed with it. It's like a, you know, textured kind of background, very like, looks like it came right off a of Grateful Dead poster where it says like fall archive with the colors and the words. It's like very sixties. And then, like, they've got a little intro um, copy, which I'll read in a second, and then a little picture collage of, like, a Polaroid, a fake um, little concert ticket, um, and then some images from this rock festival. And so, you know, it's like Fall Archive, Marin County, 1967, a limited edition collection inspired by America's first ever rock festival. Um, Then it says the festival went down in Marin County, SF's backyard in June 1967 and was described as two days of vivid color, psychedelic experiences and good vibrations. This year's fall archive collection was inspired by this groovy moment with bohemian dresses, tons of fringe, corduroy and graphic concert tees. It's unlike anything we've ever done before in the best way possible. So kick back and have a great trip. Like brilliant, right? Great copy. It's like saying that like it took this like awesome event, which like, you know, if you're into music, if you're into like fashion, if you're into just like revolting against people (laughs) telling you what to do, you know, like at some point you've like been interested in the 60s, right? And, you know, the music scene that came out of that, 
um, and the lifestyle that came out of that, especially in the sixties. But anyway, so that's like, it's, it's cool little intro, like very like awesome. The There's a picture of a girl just like dancing with like sun shining. It's just a, you know, what you would expect when you see like pictures of like Woodstock and things like that. And then it gets into like, you know, the big, just like big pictures of the products, um, you know, on models, like in, it looks like they shot them like in lifestyle photos in the park, but also like in the studio. So you can like kind of, when you hover over it, it like will give you kind of like a lifestyle photo, but then an actual product shot. But these like actual product shots that switch back and forth, you know, as you hover over with lifestyle shots are also intermixed into like these little video clips that appear like they're at, from like the actual festival. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like it's footage from the actual festival. It might be, you know, like recreated or whatever, but I don't think so. Um, but like, so there's like a little video clip next to like their model wearing the, you know, this Natic utility jacket is what it's called, um, is like the picture on the left. And then it's a video of this girl like dancing, this like, you know, she's got flowers in her hand, like just like dancing, vibing, grooving, um, which looks like actual footage from this event. And then, you know, more photos. And then in the, like, after those, like that collage of like six photos or something, there's a big like map of what the, um, actual like, um, map would be for, you know, got for the, like all of the exhibitors, the, you know, the stage, all of that stuff. Um, so it's just like really, really cool. And then you get more product photo shots with like, again, like clips of a band on stage performing, um, super cool. And then you scroll down and you've got like a different style, like a group, you know, holding hands and dancing and like, you know, more, more video montages from this. And then you get like the graphic tees. And so it's again, intertwined with like little videos and clips. Um, so it's just like really, really, I don't know. I, I think like that is like, it's really inspiring. Again, it kind of like tells a story. It's like, Hey, we were inspired to create a clothing collection from this like massive lifestyle event, like this massive, like the first like rock concert, rock festival, you know, um, which is, is just like really awesome. That's something that's like so much bigger than that. And it's like, Oh, like, I don't know. You want to like buy, buy those products because you're like, Oh, I want to like, you know, emulate that or like have yeah. a touch of that, like in my everyday life, you know, um, you know, even though I'm living in 2022 now or whatever, like I, I just absolutely love it. Um, so again, sorry to be long-winded about that. I tried to, tried to explain it, you know, the best I can without, without you guys having visuals. Um, I would definitely, you can still check this out. If you go over to Marine Layers website there, it's like the ML archive. Um, and now actually their homepage is that whole San Francisco kind of layout. And you can see some of the photos that were in that email. Um, but really, 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 like, I just think they are hitting the nail on the head with like doing all of those four things that like we talked about to really embody lifestyle marketing. Yeah. I really like the video aspect, like alongside the products. I think that's really cool. I've actually never really seen that. And the way the videos are integrated into the website, it almost like emulates like a Polaroid, I want to say. Yeah. Um, it's got like a cool filter on it. I don't know. And so I definitely think they like leaned into that. Like, hey, here's our cool products, but also here's some like really cool footage from this festival. And like people are like, oh my gosh, that looks like so much fun. I want to have fun. Let me buy this product and, you know, kind of buy into this lifestyle a little bit that they're promoting. So that's like a perfect example. Um, 
I hope our listeners like go and check this out because I, I think I think it is totally worth it to type it in um, into your phone or into your your laptop as you're listening to this to check out what we're talking about because yeah. it it makes total sense. So yeah, I, I think yeah they they hit the they hit the nail on the head with that. hundred percent. I don't know if it'll always be there, but like whenever you're listening, I know. But I'm sure by the time whenever you are catching up or get, hearing this podcast, I'm sure they'll have done some other brilliant kind of lifestyle thing. Like all of their marketing just embodies embodies lifestyle marketing to a T. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you want to do a quick little recap for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I especially think after talking about some of those concrete examples that'll really kind of help you you know, reiterate these four things. Um, but, you know, if you're going to incorporate lifestyle marketing into your marketing strategy, um, you know, one, start with knowing your buyer personas. You really got to know who your audience is um, and really speak to them. Um, two, have your brand values, your brand mission, your brand guidelines very, very dialed in. You might even want to do that before you build out your buyer personas. Like, okay, who are we going to reach with this? Um, three, be personal, be social, uh, be conversational, be a human. Um, you know, that's like more, now we're getting more into like the tactical, you know, like be on social media, be communicative with these people where they hang out. Um, and then the fourth thing is, you know, create experiences across social media, across your email marketing, across your website, in person, wherever your brand is touching, you need to like be creating these multi-touch point experiences that embody those brand values, those brand missions, those that speak to those buyer personas that you're really trying to reach. Um, so yeah, I really think, I really, really, really think lifestyle marketing is an effective thing to do, especially nowadays. I think like we're looking for something beyond people want to be bought into something. You know, there's so many brands out there. There's so many businesses out there. There's so many people that they can buy from, but they want to buy from a brand that like resonates with them. Um, and not necessarily, you know, not for maybe like quick purchases, but you want to create like long lasting customer relationships, right? Like where you get recurring revenue. So I think lifestyle marketing is a really, really great way um, to create that. Uh, if you have any thoughts on today's episodes, I know it was a little bit different, a little bit longer, but I really like giving the examples. Let us know what you guys thought about the examples with not being able to visualize them because um, I think we want to do more episodes like this. But any thoughts on today's episode or if you have any new topics you'd like for us to cover, please let us know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to the Marketing is Bullshit podcast. And we hope you'll tune in again. Have a great day, everyone.